Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And we have another Amy with us today. Amy Kelly is with us. And we are so excited because let me just tell you, everybody get prepared. We're going to give you some science lessons, some anatomy lessons today. (laughs) But you guys know that we all started this podcast with the goal of encouraging people to just think and to just look into things for yourself and to challenge the narratives that you were hearing to see if they were true. And what the three of us realized is that even though Kristen is a nurse, um, Amy, Kristen, and I were able to search things out for ourselves and find the science. Uh, Newsflash, it wasn't Fauci. We found the actual science and started to realize that a lot of things that we were being told were not lining up as true. And so we want to continue to host these episodes with actual experts, actual people who are actually on the front lines of discovering what's going on. Because Kristen and Amy and I are really researchers. I mean, and anyone can be that. Anybody can look for themselves. But what we want to do is bring you the experts to give you the receipts. And so today we have Amy Kelly with us. I know that she's from Daily Clout, which we want to continue to plug and tell you guys to go and follow, subscribe, because Kind of like the high wire, they seem to be on the front line of finding the data that's coming out before it actually uh, catches fire and spreads um, through all of us misinformation spreaders. Mm. Wink, wink, because we know Mm. that's not true. Mm -hmm. Um, But Amy, thank you so much for being with us. I know we're going to talk about the male anatomy today, uh, some. Say it, Holly, it's okay. We're going to talk about penises and... (laughs) Okay. And, and I don't ever use those words. I'm a boy mom who just said pee pee and balls. And I'm sorry. I know that's so gross. But, um, but that's, we're just, we have real conversations here. So this is the truth. Um, Amy, Amy Ludwig and I always said we don't like to use the actual terms. So we Chris, know that's wrong. We know that that's a problem. Oh, I saw We definitely say balls. We say balls. I mean, okay. they, know, they know the terms. Okay. Well, okay. I'm here okay. to sit there. I'm not just, proud of it. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> terrible mothering but here's the thing we know that um that's important because of the vaccines and the covid vaccines and their impact on fertility and their impact on our bodies and it is far more devastating and i'm going to use that word intentionally than anyone was ever told when as these things have rolled out and continue to be pushed even to the children the CDC yeah. I think, came out this week, right, Kristen, and said, go get your kids vaccinated for COVID. And we were just like, what? And then we had a doctor, a, a physician, a pediatrician tell one of our listeners she'd rather her child 
have the risk of the COVID vaccine than get actual COVID, which would never harm her children. Okay, anyway, so again, there's a lot of bad information out there. Amy Kelly, we know you're coming with some good information and some facts. So will you tell us, how did you get here? How did you get involved with Daily Clout, with Naomi Wolf, with actually getting this data out to the public? Yes, well, I will set the stage by saying I'm the COO of Daily Clout, and I'm the program director for the War Room Daily Clout Pfizer Documents Analysis. And how I got started was I signed up to volunteer because I was a War Room fan, very interested in all the vaccine stuff when it started, and very protective of my sweet, precious daughter who was being subjected to things in school that I did not agree with. And so after fighting with the school board and our local public health department and the Colorado State Department, I live in Colorado, um, I saw the opportunity to sign up. So I signed up and when you sign up to volunteer, there's a whole list of skill sets. They go through, you know, doctor, nurses, all that. I didn't have those. And so in the other box, I put program and project management, because that's my background. And, you know, I just was like, I can certainly read documents and research. And then I got a couple of, a couple of days later, I got a call from Craig Klein, who's the CRO of Daily Cloud. And he said, what would you think about managing this project instead of volunteering on it? And I was like, whoa, I hadn't worked in outside of the home in nine years, I think at that point. But it just it aligned. I really believed in Daily Clout's mission and what was being done in this whole space of what this is about spoke to me. So I said, sure, I'll give it a go and dug in. And that's how I got started with it. That's awesome. I mean, Mm -hmm. the fact that you just, again, and I just want to encourage every listener, do you see that all she did was answer a call to volunteer? just to volunteer. She believed in the mission of getting the right information out and she wanted to play a role in that. And again, you guys know, Amy, Kristen, and I feel the exact same way. We volunteered to have a podcast to just get this information out. We just thought it was just maybe going to go out to our network. (laughs) We didn't know Mm -hmm. it was going to spread, but again, it's do what you can do what you can. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you haven't worked for nine years. You get involved with Daily Cloud. They actually ask you to come manage the project. Now, in case you guys don't know this, Daily Cloud has what, 3,500 volunteers at least going through? Yes. Now it's up to about 3,500 volunteers. About 3,250 of those are on non-attorneys. So medical professionals, data analysts, all kinds of very skilled people that have signed up to help out and go through the documents. And then the remaining ones are attorneys who have volunteered to look at it from the legal aspects. So um, yeah, when I jumped on, I was like, wow, I don't know what I'm going to do managing 3000 something people, but it's been fantastic. The volunteers are so passionate and self-motivated. And just like what you guys talked about, they just want the truth out. They want to research. They want to be informed. They know they aren't getting that from mainstream outlets. And it's been an amazing group to work with and be part of. 
Well, it's amazing what you're discovering. Um, yes. I mean, I think every week Kristen is sending us something. Um, well, I say Kristen, it's it could be all three of us, but Kristen seems to always be really in front of the science behind the vaccines so quickly. And there's or the lack of, thereof. Or the lack <laughs> thereof. Yeah. Yeah. That's more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's something that just came out. We should probably talk about this really quickly because Kristen, there was something that just came out this week um, that, oh. that showed that Pfizer covered up more. Well, do you remember what that was specifically? Yeah, and actually, Amy probably knows that, uh, you know, about Pfizer covering it up the, the most, but also that documentary that I sent to y'all. But I, I, I actually- Was that the safe and effective documentary? That's a really good one, but the uninformed consent. Have you seen oh, that? Yes, yet? I haven't watched that one yet. Well, I actually believe y'all, I mean, I actually mm -hmm. texted Amy and Holly this morning. I texted them because we send each other all the time and it's hard to keep up. It right. really is. <laughs> I just clicked on it because one of my friends sent it to me and I was like, let me just see what it is like. I'll just, you know, take a listen. Within five minutes, I was like hooked mm -hmm. and I need honestly, like I, it made me tear up. It made me cry. It made me cry, but it, and it also made me infuriated. I mean, we go through all kinds yes. of emotions reading all of this, just for everybody to know, like you have to know that our intention behind all of this is to help everybody and, and to yes. prevent more lives being lost unnecessarily because it is unnecessary. And, and it's, and it used to be where I was like, you know, I did not think it couldn't be like just evil, evil, yes. <laughs> but it is. And it truly is like, willful blindness it is beyond cognitive dissonance it is like intentional it seems like at this point because mm -hmm. with everything that y'all are you know proving and, and exposing and the fact that they wanted to hide it and all of these mm -hmm. things everything in this documentary I have it's two hours long and I've watched like almost an hour and I was only going to watch five minutes of it mm -hmm. and it is one of those things that pulls it all together it's got Dr. Malone Dr. McCullough it's got clips and it's, and it's got oh. a husband and wife like it is really good um they, Dr. Mm -hmm. Malone actually said that they had gone to Toronto for the filming or whatever or the screening of it but mm -hmm. y'all it's so good highly recommend y'all need to watch it but it pulls everything together and it shows everything and I'll, I want to tell everybody go watch this show this to anybody who is thinks differently than us mm -hmm. and I would yeah. really like to see if it actually if, if they really still have the same perspective if they really mm -hmm. don't have the same viewpoint, but they won't watch it. That's the problem. Yeah. They I, I feel like there's a lot of people that um, is, have taken the vaccines and really don't want to actually know the information that's out there now um, you, because it's scary, right? If you've done that. it for yourself or if say you've vaccinated your children and then you hear about the information that's out there and that's terrifying. And yeah. so instead they're just, like you said, being willfully blind about it. Yeah. Well, it's one thing to do that, but I think I just want people to say before you get any more, because like mm -hmm. they say, the dose is the poison. And so we don't want to scare people who are listening, right. who see this and know like, oh my gosh, look, we're learning a lot about uh, just vaccines in general. We're kicking Me our just from what we've given our kids. And, mm -hmm. but we can't live, we can't like hang on to that guilt and stuff. We have to just be thankful that we're okay. They're okay. And we've got to move forward. And it's like, once you know, once you know better, you do better. Yeah. And so right. it really is just, just stop. <laughs> just yeah. remember that the vaccines you can't take back they're in forever and it is a mm -hmm. huge decision it's a lot a bigger decision than just popping an advil you yeah. know right 
So, and I think that's just what's so important is that like, even if you're scared, try to push past the fear and be, you, you, knowledge is power. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's yes. what we want you to tell us too. Like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, like what, what Pfizer has tried to hide and that they tried to hide it for 75 years. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So if you yes. look like, what are some of the things that you've unfolded or like some of your, oh my gosh, aha, you know, moments. Yes. Just think. <laughs> yes. I, I was thinking about like, what are some of the most shocking things I've encountered over time? And I, this weekend I was thinking about, because I knew I would be coming on here. I think one of the most shocking revelations, which you guys may already be familiar with is when I saw that what they call it's a post-marketing experience document, and that's publicly available and post-marketing means the adverse events and adverse events of special interest that are happening after the EUA has been approved and they start rolling out the vaccine. So when the picture of time in the particular document I'm talking about was from essentially December 12th, let's say it rolled out on December 11th Mm -hmm. through the end of February. Oh, that was 2020, by the way, through February 28th, 2021. And in that document, there are just horrifying adverse events. And in the appendix, it's eight straight pages, single spaced, all smushed together, margin to margin of 1,290 adverse events of special interest. And when I, yes, 1,290. I love that you, (laughs) 1,290. I saw the list and I was like, okay, I can't look at, because it's in the PDF that you have. So I copied it all out and put it in an Excel file and sorted it so that I could just like count it easy, 1290. And, and they are awful things. It's just, it's cancers, it's autoimmune diseases, it's every reactivated virus you can, and I mean, deadly ones, like meningi- all different kinds of meningitis. And it, it was a really shocking moment for me when I thought, okay, we are less than three months out from the EUA. They already know all this is going on. And the only messaging that's being given is safe and effective. Go get it. You got to get it right now. You know, can you explain the difference? Because I was listening to you on one of y'all's videos, the difference, and at least to our listeners too, the difference between the adverse events and the adverse events of special interest. Because when we, we actually did a real, with this. We actually were in Colorado when we did this reel. Um, (laughs) um, And it was, it pretty much went viral um, Mm -hmm. talking about these adverse events of special interest. And um, it was shocking, I think, to a lot of people because they didn't know because nobody had said anything to anybody. But some people were trying to argue that the adverse adverse events of special interest, that's just what they, it could be not that they would basically trying to sweep it under the rug. Right. Right. Can you explain the difference? Right. So an adverse event, just a straight up adverse event can be anything. I mean, that could be pain at the injection site, swelling at the injection site, a slight fever, um, the things that you think about, like if somebody goes and gets a normal flu shot, things they might experience and that some, maybe a little nausea, that's kind of the whole list of that type of thing. Adverse events of special interest are ones that are 
of particular interest to the pharmaceutical company that's running the clinical trial and thus should be of special interest also to the FDA and CDC. They don't seem real interested, but mm -hmm. they, they tend to be more severe ones, like um, what I was saying earlier, autoimmune diseases, cancers, uh, things that are, I would say, just really big red flags that mm -hmm. should be looked at more. And so to have such a huge list, less than three months post rollout was absolutely terrifying to see. And just to reiterate, this list is Pfizer's just list. Pfizer. Just like Pfizer. That's this, right. their, this is their data. This is not like somebody else's. This is their own information that's in their own documents. This is part of the documents yeah. they were trying to conceal for like 75 years. Just make sure y'all remember mm -hmm. that. Um, and additionally, here's just, a yeah. little, go ahead, Amy. I was just, gonna I, I was just going to also add, cause a lot of people don't realize this. So, so Pfizer knew this at the latest by February 28th, 2021, when they published this document, the FDA received this document on April 1st, 2021 from Pfizer. And that you can see it printed along the side of the document that you were holding up. And so the FDA also knew and just kept rolling forward. Nothing to see here. Well, here's what's interesting too. Okay. So just, you'll see there's like ad, adverse event um, symptom about something. I don't know what the, all these adverse events that could, that, that they saw musculoskeletal mm -hmm. immune mediated autoimmune, just, to, just for example, y'all beside the autoimmune, it says number of relevant events, 1077 of which 780 serious, 780 mm -hmm of 1,077 were serious. Only mm -hmm. 297 were non-serious. But get this, their conclusion, oh, there's more. There's even 12 fatal. Um, mm -hmm. There were 517, this is of the relevant events. 517 right. were resolving, not resolved, mm -hmm. not resolved, uh, not, or I'm sorry, not resolved, 215 fatal, 12. I mean, just in, just mm -hmm. in that category alone. But guess this, the yes. conclusion, the conclusion says, this cumulative case review does not raise new safety issues. Surveillance will continue. Yes. I'm sure you've seen that, yeah. Yes, I, I have. that it's because they put new, because they already yeah. K-N-E-W, new. So right. there weren't new N-E-W issues. Anyway, this it's like that they say that in every single category, regardless of the incidents reported. And it's interesting when you look at that document too, they do list out the countries involved and the instances by country and is so focused on the Western world, um, the US of course, and then all over Europe. And then they tend to lump a large group of countries together in the other category after that. But it, it really, seems like it was an attack on the Western world in particular. Mm. That's yeah. so okay. So <clears throat> it is, there's so much about this that we can speculate about because it's weird, right? It's just mm -hmm. weird. Like, why would you do that? Why, why? I mean, we could speculate all day long and I, I don't think we have any definitive answers, but it should make people just think mm -hmm. it should make, yeah. that is, that's unusual, right? Amy, for that to be, presented out that way? 
it seems unusual to me. I haven't dug into a whole lot of other like post-marketing documents, but I, it did jump out at me that there's all these U.S. and European countries that had so many of the adverse events that are discussed in that document. And then later um, in the production, I believe it came out on um, July 1st, if I remember right, there's another adverse events document that is also terrifying. Um, it's 3,645 pages long. Oh. I can believe that. And I yeah, it's right so, there. That right there alone should make people just think. <laughs> well, and the cutoff date for that particular document for the information that's in there was March 13th, 2021. So we got it in July, but that was by March 13th. And that the things you mentioned earlier about where I've been talking about prostate and testicles and penises and all those kinds of things, a lot of the adverse events related to it are from that document. And again, that was three months after the EUA came out and they already had that many adverse events to document. Wow. And yet mm -hmm. nobody cared. The FDA didn't care. The CDC didn't care. Pfizer didn't care. The, uh, the, the Biden administration didn't care because they were mandating, mandating this, um, yes. this shot. And of course, all the media didn't care because every time you turned your TV on, you were told that it was a it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated and to get mm -hmm. your vaccine. If you didn't get your vaccine, you wouldn't fly. You wouldn't get on a train. You couldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And how dare you if you weren't vaccinated, you were going to expose other people to the COVID virus. We now know that is just absolutely false. All of it. Yes. All of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we know that now. Anyone with a thinking brain should know that now. Um, if you don't know that, you need help. Truly, yes. <laughs> you knew you need. I'm not kidding. It is a psychosis. You need something. You need something. I don't know if I have it for you, unless if unless knocking someone over the head works. I don't, we don't know. have it here. We don't. We have did it. not. We don't <laughs> have it. Like, come on, people, come on. We know the vaccine is not <laughs> safe or effective, and and if you don't agree that it's not safe, but we can at least agree it's not effective. It's not yeah. done its job. Okay, not if not not what they told you it was going to do. Okay, mm -hmm. so now we know this. We know that Pfizer did not want to disclose any of this, but no one really cared. Nobody was holding Pfizer accountable, which begs the question, where are the checks and balances for these pharmaceutical companies? We clearly, yes. it's failed. And there's got to be corruption inside the government, inside the CDC and the FDA, because they will not hold them accountable to good science. And their yes. safety measures are not in place. Now, again, we could speculate about that all day, but what we want our, our audience to consider is if they're corrupt mm -hmm. on an EUA, I mm -hmm. promise you they're corrupt in many other ways. We have been, yes. things have been bought and brought to market that should not have. There's recalls every day on these things. And mm -hmm. we need to stop trusting the three letter agencies that we thought were there to protect and serve us because yeah. it's clear they're not doing it and there should be a reckoning for all of us. Okay, so Amy, now one of the specialties, I guess I should say, are the things that you've done the deep dive in because mm -hmm. it's in reproductive, uh, the, the reproductive effects and specifically on males. And this has been very interesting to us because we knew people who got the shot that immediately said, my cycles are off. I'm, I'm or or they weren't vaccinated, but they were, their spouse was, and their cycles mm -hmm. were messed up. And they were asking us, 
Is it related? Is it connected? Well, there were so many reports of it. We thought there mm -hmm. has to be something to it. It's now come yeah. out. James Thorpe has been on the podcast. He went through the science behind females, but you mm -hmm. have the receipts on the impacts on males. So tell us what yes. you're discovering that is very alarming. Well, as I saw all this information coming out on females, I thought, you know, wow, that's shocking and disturbing. But what's going on with the men because I'm really not hearing about that. And so I talked to Dr. Wolf and I said, I'm going to look into that and dive into it. And so I started doing some research, um, looking at what studies had been done. Well, of course, what's in the Pfizer documents themselves. And then also what studies had been done over time. And as I started looking at it, it was just awful. Um, they did when they did studies on men after the vaccine rollout, they tended to test groups that were going to give them the results they wanted is the best way I can say it, you know, to kind of spin it that way. But some truth came out. And there was one study in particularly out of a journal called Andrology that showed a significant decline in sperm concentration and sperm motility. Um, they act when it was reported on is actually called a staggering decline. It was 22%. And at they looked at it through six months out, you know, most studies have an endpoint where they stop. They're like, this is the end of our study. And at six months out, they weren't seeing it come back up to normal levels. And um, one of the things that I also found surprising in this article was they wrapped up the study by saying, still, we suggest that you go out and get vaccinated. You know, there's nothing showing that it won't come back eventually. And it, that was basically their thing. And I found that in study after study, as I was researching for that particular paper that I was um, doing. And also Biodistribution, if your audience isn't yeah. familiar with it, um, that is basically how ingredients from the vaccine travel throughout the body. You know, we were told they don't travel throughout exactly. the body. And I don't know if you guys saw this, the American Red Cross just came out in the past few days and said it doesn't enter the bloodstream. So the blood supply is completely fine in case you guys were worried about that. <laughs> Wait, have, you, have you looked into that? Because what I saw yes. was like, there was like, I knew it was in plasma and all this stuff, but I didn't, I think I saw somewhere where it said it wasn't in real blood cells, but I don't know if that was someone telling you that it wasn't because they wanted you to think it wasn't. I mean, don't, I mean, don't worry. I ain't, I'm not getting any blood transfusions. <laughs> Right. right. No, I'm well, gonna like I'm gonna people who are Jehovah Witnesses like they don't they don't get blood transfusions. Yeah. Like literally, I'm gonna start just having it on my medical sheet. Whatever happens, don't give people me. People have been putting that in their living wills now mm -hmm. because or saying I think my own blood or these are my people that I've identified that right. I want to get if I need a transfusion, call them. Well, let me ask this too real quick, Amy, because we actually got a message about this and we haven't even responded yet on our social media. But one of our listeners said, I'm pregnant and mm -hmm. God forbid if I need blood, I don't want vaccinated blood. I, I really am concerned about the spike, spike protein in the blood and which I think she's got legitimate concerns Absolutely. here 
if you follow the science that's been unfolding. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any idea? Do you guys know, like, can you bank? Can you pre-bank your blood or can you have someone donate blood just for you? Does that work? Like, I don't know. Does anyone know? You can <laughs> bank your you can bank your own blood. I don't know a whole lot about it. Okay. I, I was just mainly shocked to see the American Red Cross come out and straight up lie and say, we, it doesn't go into the blood. So back to when I started talking about back to the biodistribution, um, that is when the vaccine ingredients get into your system and they do get into the blood, they travel throughout your body. And they collect. Hmm? That's how it gets everywhere. Yes. They collect in different organs. (laughs) They also, um, when you, Pfizer has its own biodistribution study that's been released in the documents. And it does show all kinds of different organs. It also shows it in the blood, in the plasma, bones, bone marrow. It's everywhere. It's gone everywhere. And so. Um, again, when I was looking into male harms, testes are listed as one of the organs it gathers, the, the ingredients gather in. And I started looking into that and thinking, well, if it's in there and, you know, sperm is constantly regenerating, right? It's not like our eggs that you're born with and you get so many and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, there's just no way that's not getting into, um, you know, just the semen production and like regularly being introduced. So also in the Pfizer documents, they talk about exposure in there and what defines exposure and some things that define exposure in the, in the Pfizer documents are inhalation, skin to skin contact and bodily contact with bodily fluids. So they put all these parameters around sexual interaction in the protocol documents. And one thing that is in there in particular related to men is they tell them to not donate sperm. They tell them to, they want them to abstain from sex. And if they're not going to abstain from sex, they want them to use a condom and another strong, Mm -hmm. you know, established method of birth control with the people they're having sex with. And so all of that, I was just like, it, of course, if you look online and you look at vaccine shedding, they're like, it doesn't exist. It's been debunked and fact-checked and no, no, no. But in the documents, it clearly shows that they did suspect the vaccine shedding happens. And again, that's in the protocol documents. And this is in Pfizer's own documents. Let's just be yes. clear, everybody. This is Pfizer mm-hmm. acknowledging that they believe that if you've been vaccinated, you could transmit something, something through, through the, through the sperm, because they're telling you to wear a condom and double do, do multiple things to try to kill it. (laughs) And that's, that's very concerning considering the number of women. I actually know someone that, Mm -hmm. you know, she was adamant about not getting it. Her husband got it pressure from work. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly her cycle's terrible. It's super heavy. And she's going, what? And she didn't know he'd gotten it. He didn't confess till a little later. And she was like, this is why I'm so screwed up. Look what you did. (laughs) You know, look what you did. You know, but it's, but it was in Pfizer's own documents that this was a possibility. Pregnant women 
included too. And, and they were actually, if they got pregnant, they were, they had to let them know and they were excluded. Right. Or, and I think there were like 30 that ended up getting pregnant or something through that. I just remember reading that. Right. I'm sure you know more, but I wanted to call that out too. Cause it's not just pregnant that. women were excluded from the studies. They actually gave them pregnancy tests at the front end. But of course, during the course of all the months that went on, some women got pregnant and there are some women who um, chose to leave the study. There's a whole large group that disappeared mm -hmm. that, you know, the greatest surveillance systems in the world, and they can't find these pregnant women that were in the study. And then some remained in the study. And as part of that did end up getting vaccinated as part of the study. So mm. um, yeah, it, it, I've always wondered about that because they didn't follow their own protocol. In my opinion, I would have thought that if a woman comes to them and says, I'm in this, I'm in this study, um, but now I'm pregnant that they would automatically say, okay, now you're excluded from the study, but that isn't how it worked in there. Mm -hmm. it, but it was, it, why, isn't it just interesting that they did not test it on pregnant women? And then, they are, then they're recommending it and set, just assuming. Recommending, pressuring. I, we knew women who were told that the yes. OBGYNs would not see them if they weren't vaccinated. And how do yes. we get there? How do we get there, Amy? How do we get from, we're not going to study it on pregnant women, but if you mm -hmm. don't get it, we're not going to be your doctor. Well, there were 44 pregnant rats that it got tested on, and that's supposed to be good enough. <laughs> that was their test for pregnancy. Yeah, I know. 44. And, 44. And, and this is what's 44. important, too, because didn't you say, uh, you were the one that you had such, what was the title of your article? Because I've got it somewhere, that you, you, can't, you added every single link. She even said which page to find it on. Y'all, it's one of the best, like, it was one of the best article of articles or write-ups that you have of all the science where with yeah. the, like how they tell us about how they, they claim that it's fine for the guys, but they didn't even test male rats. They only tested right. rats, right? Okay. So explain that to everybody. Right. So <laughs> I, they, when they did this study, they tested on treat. So there's something called reproductive toxicity. That's where I should start. That's when they're looking at, is this what they call an intervention, i.e. the vaccine, toxic for reproduction. And they typically look at, you know, both males and females. This is in a rat population. And in that population, the female rats were treated, but the male rats were untreated. So that was interesting. Like, I would think if you're looking at reproductive toxicity, you would treat both groups to see how it's affected. But what happened when they went to the end of that um, reproductive toxicity testing, they did test tissues from both the female and male rats. So that really raised a red flag for me. And I was like, clearly, they think that the male rats having been exposed to the female rats that were treated, perhaps have it in their system somehow, and they're looking for toxicity there as well. So yeah, that was crazy to see that pop up in there. Mm. And you're right. I did cite everything. I figured everyone was going to try to attack yeah. the article, you know, all the powers that be. And so I was like, 
I'm going to put every citation in there and try to have it where it's, it can't be attacked essentially. Mm. Well, Mm -hmm. and that's important. And I think that's what, what we've always tried to do with the podcast too, is if we say something, well, here's the source, right? So so that people are forced to go back if you want to argue. And you know, what's so interesting guys, knock on wood. In the whole year and some change that we've had this podcast, we've not had anyone be able to refute anything we've shared. Not not yes. literally one thing, because by the time we brought it on here, we mm-hmm. we feel really certain that it's it's verifiable. It's at least verifiable. It doesn't mean it's complete, but yes. it means there's something here that needs to be looked at. And mm-hmm. I think maybe the scariest thing, Amy, is that it's starting to feel like everything we've even speculated about, maybe not even said out loud, but the like things that we thought, what if this were true is now like, oh my gosh. Where's my tinfoil hat? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I know all those like, true, true conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's literally gotten to the yes. point that now, you know, I have some friends that are some of the smartest people I know. Truly, I want to first mm-hmm. say some of the smartest people I know. And I tease them and have teased them about being like on the on the fringe of conspiracy theories. In other words, <laughs> if you think Amy, Chris, and I are conspiracy theorists at all because yes. we question a narrative, they go even like out here. Like, what's so funny to me, and they'll laugh when they hear me say this, they haven't really been proven wrong. Yet. Right, exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah, it's like. Well, shoot, maybe I, well, so I'm waiting to the for Fauci to give us some any any sites, uh, air well, sources, and uh, references. I feel like being on this side of of the um, perspective on all of this, we don't have the luxury of just saying something, right? And right, right. You know what I mean, and that's mm-hmm. kind of like the silver lining and the beauty of being on the the underdog side and not yeah. having mass media and mass three letter organizations on our side is because when any of us say something. We have to back it up because we know that we're going to be attacked. We're for expecting. It. The and they don't have, they don't have that at all. They can just say safe and effective, go get your vaccine. And that's good enough yeah. for everybody. Yes. Or, or call like that. The evidence is astounding and, and everybody's just going to take that. Everybody yes. in the like, hospital is, is unvaccinated. Every single person that's in the hospital last. is unvaccinated. You're like, show us. Show us. Great. <laughs> right. Yes. And then and did you guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say real quick. Did you guys see that the new boosters were only tested on eight mice? Mm-hmm. Yes. Eight it's mice. Crazy. And yet and we're people not are running out. But you can't use ivermectin because there's not enough studies. Or the <laughs> studies, the trials weren't large enough. And, yeah. you know, it's only been around for decades and been used safely. So, Amy, are you going to get to see the booster, um, the FISA data? Like, is that... Are they collecting data on that? I don't know. I, gosh, I hesitate to even say what they are and aren't collecting data on. <laughs> you know, as far as, I don't know if that will get requested at some point. I know there's a couple of different um, lawsuits going on right now to get the Moderna documents released. Yeah, yeah. we would love. To so if that. those get released, that will be very interesting. I'll be excited to see that. And of course, the V Safe data just yes. came out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are y'all going through that too? We are going to start going through that. Um, I have, have you guys looked at all at the abstractor tool that um, I don't know we sponsor? Okay. So if you go to daily clout, 
Mm -hmm. And there's a right, if you're on the website on the top right hand side, there's a link, I think it says read the latest Pfizer reports and you click on there. And then on the top right hand side of the screen that comes up, there's a link to something called abstractor. And you guys will love this. And I think your audience will too. So you can go into that tool and it is a front end search engine for the Pfizer documents. So you can put in keywords Oh, and hey. yeah, it's awesome. Like put in myocarditis and it returns every place that myocarditis shows up. It gives you a link to the document, to the actual page of the document where it shows up. Mm-hmm. It also lists mm-hmm. the page numbers and gives you a little blurb over on the side. You can um, narrow your results by using this box that's below it. Like say you only want to look at a a file name that has adverse in it. So you can put like asterisk adverse ad asterisk adverse asterisk. And then it will only search documents that have the term adverse in their file names. Or for example, you can do that with post marketing. That's typically where you're going to find adverse events. And it's a really amazing tool for seeing how many instances there are of things. And um, a couple of other things I'll share with your audience they may not know is, for example, um, you you don't want to just go in and put in lungs. You want to go look for pulmonary. It's very centered on medical terminology. Right. Or you want to search for like the partial part of the word like palm that would bring those kind of results up. And also the Pfizer documents tend to almost exclusively be in British English. So for example, hemorrhage is spelled differently in the US than it is in the UK. They add an A-N. So you want to look at both spellings if you're doing searches. Okay, but thank you. Yeah, it's an amazing tool. Um, this mm-hmm. is kind of random, but all the doctors, you said 3,250 3, of, the, of the volunteers, a lot of them are doctors. From getting to know these doctors, it's, it's just so refreshing to hear that there are doctors, yes. that, you know, and nurses what's yes. going on and nurses, mm-hmm. but are they, if they're still working, do you feel like you're seeing some doctors wake up? Do you feel like a tide is turning or there's like a shift in our medical communities or is it still just, you know, blind eyes everywhere? I feel like it's two camps. Um, like a, The doctors that are on our team are very awake and some of them are not vaccinated and some of them are vaccinated. Some of them got vaccinated and found out after the fact that like, I'll give one example of a doctor I work with a lot. He really believed when it was coming out that it was going to stay in the deltoid muscle. And he was like, okay, I'll get a little spike bump in the deltoid muscle. And then he found out it goes through the whole system. And he was like, I'm all in on exposing these people then. So um, there are some groups of doctors that are waking up. And I think there's a lot of doctors who just kind of default to the guidelines. They are handed by the CDC, the AMA, um, and groups like FDA, groups like that. And so they're going to say, well, the CDC says it's safe. And so it's safe. And they don't dig in and do their own research into what's available. And I don't know what drives that. If it's just, it, 
it's easier not to do the research, right? right and inform yourself. It's, well, mm-hmm. it's easier to follow. It's easier yes. to follow than to lead. And that's mm-hmm. why- To read a conclusion of a study than to actually look at the study. Yeah, right. Right, right. Through there too. Well, you know, again, yeah. I, I, I know that I can be hard on doctors. I, I, I think mm-hmm. I, can, I can be because I almost died- <laughs> And had to save my own life to tell a doctor what to do. I've I've been in situations where mm-hmm. a doctor was arrogant enough to think he knew more than I did about my own body. Mm-hmm. And then I had to say no. And then my decision was the right one. And he had to apologize. So I've been in multiple situations where I had to take charge of my own health. Yes. And, and everyone should. Listen, here's the thing. We can't completely fault doctors when our society has given them the God complex they own. Okay. Yeah. Because we have put them there. We have said, you know more than I do. I submit my body to you. Tell me what to do with it. And, mm-hmm. and so because we've created this culture, then it's, you know, and we've esteemed a doctor. Oh, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. So we see them as intelligent. We see them as the smartest in the class. Think about my mm-hmm. own graduating class in high school, right? A lot of those kids, those, those top performers <clears throat> went to medical school. And, but just because you're the smartest does not make you a leader. It, it actually doesn't make you a leader. And that's something we want to keep pointing out. And in order to defy um, mm-hmm. even just, just what is, you know, the traditional stream of thought of what's true and not true. If we don't challenge, we don't have it all right. Okay. Our current right. medical system, let's point this out. Oh, America's it's never broken. Been it is so broken. It's never, America's mm-hmm. never been sicker and we've got food, FDA, food issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. While we also have pharma, issues and yes. we have government issues all of those agencies that we thought were there to safeguard us have actually mm-hmm. don't care about your health it is about profits and so yes. here's here's the problem now we have to these great doctors will acknowledge i don't know it all i want to think outside the box i want to advance medicine by challenging the status quo see those mm-hmm. are the healthy doctors that have a healthy ego and understand they don't know it all they only know in part and that they can grow in their knowledge and understanding by thinking outside that box the doctors mm-hmm. who are terrified to go outside the box and who think they're the god of medicine mm-hmm. and you're just the person who should never google anything right? Yes. This is the problem right now. These are the ones that we have got to stop giving them our business, our trust. Yes. And we have to go find the doctors that, and they're out there who will work and partner with you for your health, mm-hmm. not, not tell you what you have to do and not just give you pharma's answer which is clearly making us in, listen, not against Western medicine, but a lot of these things might might fix this only to make this sicker. And so we have got to escape the system. We really, we've got to wreck it almost. And that, and is that might, that might be a feature, right? Yeah. To fix this, but make this worse because they also have a medicine for this over yeah. here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, just like Pfizer yes. buying the company, the blood company, right? We, we saw right. that headlines like, oh, all of a sudden you're interested in blood Pfizer. Oh, that's, oh, that's so interesting considering, yes. the, you know, the, the, um, the blood, the, blood uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yes. Blood and, and we know now that this is in the blood contrary to what the American, yes. says. it is in the blood. Why are you so interested in blood? And again, it's just, making the accountable. 
I want people to be held accountable. And and when yes. you're talking about doctors, Holly, we need more doctors like Dr. Benton, Cammie yeah. Benton, who says, my job is to not see you as much. Like I want yes. to, so you don't come back. And the, or Dr. Ravenel, who's like the mama bears. I had to listen to the mama bears. You need to listen to the mamas. Yes. They even taught us that in nursing school, that yes. you, know, you pay attention to what the parents say. Now, I know there's some crazy cuckoo parents and there are some crazy cuckoo patients who think that they know yes. everything. So, and I know, and the doctors do know a lot more than we do. They do. But mm -hmm. I think they forgot, they've lost their ability to actually go think for themselves and actually look at these studies and, and mm -hmm. look at what, what's going on. And yes. if they knew that they're going to be held accountable, like, I think a lot would be changed. I think a lot would be different. So what's, what's your plan moving forward with being a COO of Daily Cloud? <laughs> oh. What is the, the ultimate goal yes. for you guys, you know? Yeah. Well, let me jump back for one second, just if I could throw out a little, I tell people, I get contacted all the time about finding doctors and pediatricians. Okay. And I tell people, get away from your AMA and AAP doctors. And there's a group called AAPS. And I can't remember off the top of my head what it stands for, but they are the ones you want to find doctors through. They are on board with critical thinking, doing their own research, being willing to go with what the actual science shows and not the science, right? <laughs> and yeah. so I, I highly recommend people getting out of those traditional groups that are, you know, they've turned into huge vaccine pushers. So, yeah. but back to your question, um, as COO, uh, I am hoping to continue building Daily Clout's brand and streamlining a lot. So my background, because I didn't tell you guys this, is in project management, but it's also very much in business process improvement. I'm certified in something called Six Sigma, um, which they do they do belts in it. So I have a black belt in Six Sigma. It's just that is business process improvement. So you know, we're a startup. And so I really am hoping to streamline our processes and give us an opportunity to continue growing and getting the word out there about projects like this. Other ones we may take on, like we are going to be looking into the V-safe data. I certainly hope to be involved if Moderna's documents come out as well. And we have some great tools on the site for people that haven't been there. One of them is called BillCan. And you can go in and search legislation from all over the country or from your particular state. And you can search by topic you're interested in. And it really empowers you to be able to go and communicate with your legislators and say, you know, I saw this. I know this bill's out there and this is what I want you to do related to it. And that's important because we are seeing some progress in various states where people like us are just saying, no, they're getting in touch. They're finding out mm -hmm. about the bills that are on you know, the docket. And then they are going and expressing to their politicians, their elected mm -hmm. officials. And it is starting to make a difference. And I love that yeah. feature. By the way, guys, dailyclout.io. If you are not yes. following and subscribing, you need to do this because truly it's a great resource for all of us yeah. to be able to quickly assess, you know, access this, the actual data and information. But even in the state of California, just recently, you know, they passed this bill that, and, and it was signed by Governor Newsom. I, I, how you Californians mm -hmm. out there who don't buy into this hook, line, and sinker are doing it 
I mean, my hat's off to you. Yes. Because it is it is absolute insanity. But they passed a bill that said that any doctor who even provided any kind of, I guess, doubt to their patients mm-hmm. about, let's say, the vaccine, if that mm-hmm. they were found guilty of doing that, there was a really stiff penalty. I mean, it could jeopardize their. It was financially that you know they would punish them financially, but it could also jeopardize you know, their ability to be a doctor and practice medicine. Even Dr. Drew has come out and really tried to scream about this. He's like, this is not okay. This is censorship of doctors from actual, from really relaying actual science. And it's basically saying, if you don't Mm -hmm. go along with the narrative from the government, then you can be penalized. That is socialism, fascism. I don't know. That is not America. Mm -mm. That's crazy. But we need Californians to fight this. You yeah. have to get involved and fight it because if mm-hmm. it's not there, it can happen in any state, in any yes. state. So we've all got to do our part to fight. Amy, and Daily Clout offers yeah. another feature called campaigns. If you just go on the homepage, you'll see it up at the top and you can sign up and start a campaign. And it's a way to essentially organize around an issue you're concerned with. It can be used for a lot of different things, but it's a great way to have what I would call a home base for people you're organizing and share information among them and be like, we're going to do these next steps and here's what we're going to do. So that's another feature that I can see really applying to what you were just talking about. Absolutely. And just like, um, like if you go in there right now, because I'd pulled it up earlier, it says featured campaigns. And one of the first ones yeah. I see is don't let unconstitutional bills come to your state. And it is about California. So, yes. um, and I think that's the other thing, you know, it's so easy for us in North Carolina, for example, or you're in Colorado, I mean, you know, to think, well, that's in California. But again, you know, uh, I know uh, Del Bigtree says, as goes California, so goes the rest of the country. Sometimes the influence out of California is so pervasive that we need Mm -hmm. to fight wherever you can put your money, time, resources behind to help fight. We need to do that. I still believe there's so many in this country that I don't even know that we would really be the minority if if really everything was laid bare before Mm -hmm. everyone. I really don't think we would be the minority yeah. anymore. People people are still blindly trusting, but I think they will do that up until, um, m- m- for many of them, it'll be until they're personally negatively affected by the misinformation. And we all know if they keep right. going, it's going to happen. It's right. going to happen. Well, um, just the level of um, adverse events we're seeing in society right. now, it, it, there's they're trying to cover up, they're really working it and everything, but it gets to a point where you can't hide it anymore when relatives and friends are having strokes or heart attacks or dropping dead and it reaches. Yes, I know. Then they call it sad, which is sad, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, and Amy, let me ask you this because I know um, you're you you focus so much on the impact on male and male reproduction. We know that okay. So let's just to remind everyone: we know that it can perhaps transmit to the partner when mm-hmm. that, when they're vaccinated. It can trans it can transmit through the sperm. Um, but the other thing is is that we know that it decreases the motility of the sperm, so it can impact in, it can impact fertility in a negative way. What mm-hmm. about impotence? Have we looked into it? Is it affecting the ability to function sexually? Do we know that yet? I have had the wonderful opportunity to look 
into that quite deeply. <laughs> I know you guys will be thrilled to know that. And yes, it is in that gigantic adverse events um, document I showed you. There was impotent, functional impotence was listed. Erectile dysfunction was listed throughout it and also a lot of prostate problems. And I think, uh, you know, the average person doesn't necessarily realize that when you have, for example, an enlarged prostate or just the, uh, it's called, I think, prostate specific antigen, if I remember PSA, mm -hmm. that that actually is, affects sexual function as well and can lead to as a secondary adverse event from that um, erectile dysfunction. So yes, people are having problems functioning. And I posted after I uh, did the video on that and I posted it online and I had men responding, yes, I know firsthand, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so look, you can tell men all about their heart, their health, their gut, but you talk about their damn penis, they go yes. listen and I bet they'll stop. Yes. I bet they'll pay attention then. <laughs> yeah. Well, all those videos I did on the sperm report and the, you know, the penis and the prostate and all, they've all been translated into Chinese and posted. Yes. And no. so, yeah, we started seeing them and I was like, what's going on there? And I was you like, mess with no. that body part with them. Yeah, yeah no, it's they don't, all nobody cares about the women and their menstrual cycle and the women exactly. and all everything we're going through, but they care about the penis, <laughs> Sorry about the penis right? you know, my husband said <laughs> any man that you put that, it could be like the most rare adverse event ever. And they're going to be yeah. like, nope, nope, not doing that anymore. <laughs> not only yeah. is it the fact that, you know, it can impact your, your sex life, but it's, it's okay. If you are still wanting to have children, then you have got right. to know this. If you don't, if you're past those childbearing years, it, you need to think about prostate issues. I mean, no man wants prostate issues. It's not it's not some, I feel like sometimes people treat it like it's a benign thing, but prostate issues are not good. You know? And it was not just enlargement. It was cancers, cancer. you know? That's yeah. Right. There were, you know, prostate cancers. There were penile cancers. There are all kinds of different cancers and throm thrombosis in the penis. Yeah. That's things, a blood clot in the penis. Oh my God. That has yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had so. blood clots in my leg. That's when I had to be my own advocate. Uh, when I was pregnant mm -hmm. with my son, I had massive blood clots and I kept just, they kept misdiagnosing, misdiagnosing. And I was like, something is really wrong. And, um, but that was so painful. I, I tell people that pain was worse than childbirth. It really, it was, it was yes. horribly painful. And I can't mm -hmm. imagine, I can't imagine having that there. I can't, yes. <laughs> I can't imagine right. having one of those. No one wants I can't to imagine having that. one of those there anyway. <laughs> But then having one of those in there. In there. Yes. <laughs> so now, it's just been awful seeing what's going on with men. And the, back to um, the uh, documentary that you mentioned that I haven't read yet. One thing I keep saying at the end of the videos I'm doing and like the report wrote is there is not informed consent. Mm -hmm. Nobody is putting it out there. Look you know, knock yourself out getting this vaccine, but here's some of the things that could happen. Or here's the eight pages of 1290 right. different adverse events of special interests that may happen to you. You'd have to and have an auctioneer so, saying all the things. You know how they, you know, 
That's right. You may have That's right. But truly, it is not informed consent. And you know what I keep going back to? As a nurse, when I'm administering a a medication, I need to know what I'm giving. There are doctors, nurses, pharmacists that are giving this. Well, I don't even think doctors are injecting people. They, uh, but the whoever's injecting, drive through. It's a it's a blank insert that comes. Yes. And actually, one of our pharmacist friends said, "I was like, can you send me? Is it still blank?" And he Mm -hmm. sent me. He actually said that Pfizer's doesn't even come with anything. Doesn't even come with an. Wow. But he sent me and he sent me pictures and like Mm -hmm. Moderna, like it said, intentionally blank. It was either Moderna or J&J, like it's blank. So you're giving something. And when it's an EUA, just if I I know I've said this before, but and I've learned all this when it's an EUA, like it, the ingredients are not set in stone. So it right. different amounts of ingredients in every batch. Mm-hmm. That's why there's different batches that are causing different, uh, different problems too. So there's also a website right. called how bad is my batch dot. Yes. Dot com. So, I work with one of those developers okay. on there. It's, it's an excellent website. Yeah. So it's really mm-hmm. important to know that. So that's where mm-hmm. when they keep calling in a pandemic and keep saying that we're still in an emergency, uh, in my opinion, it's to keep the EU way so that they're not getting all those other checks and balances yes. so that they can continue all of this and it's just it's a scary yeah. thing it's a scary thing yeah. um I did want well, to ask you oh, go ahead go ahead I was just going to say as a nurse where you're located too I saw a few weeks ago and where North Carolina passed that nurses can be held accountable I can't remember yep. the exact yep. language about it but it was it was like getting rid of 75 years of precedence of what a nurse's role is. So if you follow doctor's orders, essentially to do what they told you to, then you can be held personally liable, right? And and it's always, I mean, it's it's been like that, but I guess it's now with this, I mean, it could be with this vaccine, which is really how it should be for everybody. You cannot just blindly follow orders. I, I had to question, I questioned doctors and they've changed their mm-hmm. orders because I've come to them and said, well, this person has had a reaction to this. They didn't realize it or something. That is what we're, we're like yes. that second check checkpoint. Yes. That is our job. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you're mm-hmm. just blindly, it's the Nuremberg code. You know, you cannot just keep doing this and just think that you're going to be, because let me tell you, there are some awesome doctors and I'm not throwing them under the bus, mm-hmm. but it's going to be real easy for the doctors to throw the nurses under the bus. It will. It's be, yes. it's really easy to throw the pharmacists under the bus. Yep. It's going to be real easy to do that. Yeah. You can say that now, yeah. but yes. you can't say that later. It, they're going to pick and choose mm-hmm. when you can say that. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I did I'm sorry. Ask, I interrupted you. No, I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. just forgot that we were going to, I just wanted to throw this out real quick, just while we're exposing mm-hmm. things. Just one more thing. When mm-hmm. you were saying the Pfizer, the EUA was granted based on fewer than 0.4%. Oh yes. Yes. I wanted to, yes. I know I, this is new, right? Breaking news. Right. You hear yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I thank you for reminding me. We had a uh, is three authors of this report. They did an incredible report and it took a lot of hard work to get to this. So the clinical trial for Pfizer involved approximately 44,000 people and the EUA was granted based on 170 individuals, if you can believe that. Lily, did you hear that? I don't think she heard because her her eyeballs would be like this. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear? Repeat, repeat that. Repeat that. <laughs> repeat that. Okay. 
So there were four, about 44,000 um, participants in the Pfizer clinical trial, and the EUA was granted based on 170 participants. So how about yes, 44,000? They, they, well, it, nothing shocks me anymore. And I'm sorry, the only reason yes. I did not hear you the first time is because um, I'm supposed to get on a ferry uh, here. And, <laughs> and my husband's texting oh. me saying, are you going to make the ferry? So I, everything's fine. I just, it's a pleasure. I did not want our <laughs> listener or Amy to think I'm not paying attention to her, but no. I kept going, why is my oh, husband dinging me over? No, and I didn't mean to call you out, but I just remembered that no. I was like, uh, we uh, need to No, yes. it, nothing surprises me anymore because it's clearly, this whole thing was set up by whom mm -hmm. all I cannot tell you, but the whole thing was set up to have 44,000 people willing to get in the, on the experiment shows you that mm -hmm. they had locked us down so much that people were sick of the lockdown, they were sick of living life this way, that they would have done anything to get out of the pandemic. And we were all told, just get the shot and it'll get you out. And if this isn't a lesson, you better teach your children and your children's children, and as long as you can, that you do not look for a savior out of people making money off you. Ever, yeah, ever, ever. That is, we were set up for this. And that's why you had 44,000 people sign up. I can't believe the number of people who were willing to be like, here, give it to me. But you know why they were, Amy? Because we've had a vaccine system in place that's just incrementally grown since 1986. It's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And it we were told, it's we big. cured polio. We eradicated polio. Oh, that's funny because Bill Gates gave it right back to Africa in 2019 <laughs> with a vaccine. They were shedding, giving that polio to people. And yeah. this is where I just get lit on fire. They have just incrementally <laughs> over time grown everything to make you trust it and to make you believe yeah. it, to make you think it's going to save you. It's going to preserve your life. It is killing. It has killed children. It has killed them. There's a whole there's mm -hmm. system that's also broken, but that also has paid out billions of dollars to families because they know it kills children. There are many yeah. people who know that the vaccine program for children has killed them, maimed them, given them autism. Yes, I said it, and I can give you the receipts for it. And it's <laughs> awesome. It is. It is. And it yeah. just burns me we're up. Tired of, we're tired of tiptoeing around. We're, we're tired of it. it. We're tired yes. of it to say it because you know what? We can prove it. And if you want to try to prove us wrong, try. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. But, but truly, Amy, how did they get away with like approving the EUA on 170 of the 44,000? How did I, that even happen? So there was an valuable population that had to be defined. And the threshold, I think, for approval was 164 people that had to meet certain criteria. They had um, a the endpoint in the so every trial has an endpoint, sometimes multiple endpoints. The endpoint in the Pfizer trial was efficacy. And so that relates back to this group of 170 people. I would direct people to go please to dailyclout.io. You can search EUA and it will bring up both the report where it shows, like I said, it was less than zero point or fewer than 0.4% of the participants were right. used for this. There's also two videos. One is a short explainer video and one is a longer one where one of the doctors who is a um, medical doctor from Australia who wrote the report goes through and explains in detail how they were able to do this. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about the 170 also is there were protocol deviations 
in with, I think it was um, maybe six or seven of those 170 people. It must have been seven. And if the protocol deviations had been documented as they should be, and those people and their data had been removed from this set of 170 people, they would not have met the threshold of people right. needed for the EUA. And so it honestly, it looks like fraud. I don't even know how 164 could be the threshold. How could that be a threshold for, for, EUA. for the world? <laughs> it's crazy, right? But I mean, you got to go back to the eight mice for the booster. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's what I tell myself. If it can be eight mice, why not 164 people, right? right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so clearly all in the wrong business then, right? If we just need to find eight rats to give us a specific result <laughs> that we have already set the whole study up to make sure those eight mice made it, right? Like, mm -hmm. like there's clearly, there are, that to me, the best part of this whole thing is mm -hmm. that if you're paying attention, our eyes are now opened. Yes. To just yes. how. Overlining. Mm -hmm. It is. And did, did you guys see there, we also have an article up about this now. There was a preprint study that was um, put out that shows that it's called inheritable traits from the mRNA LMP vaccines can be passed to the offspring of the mice that were in this. So, I mean, that's also pretty shocking because we don't scary. really know what the outcome, well, of course, and nobody said, hey, you might be passing this on to your babies, like genetic, it's a genetic passing. Well, because it. they keep saying that it doesn't alter your DNA or it doesn't get in there. I mean, they, uh, it's right. lies upon <laughs> lies upon lies. But, but it, yes, can, but we need to, to, to remind people, yes, it can. And that was, that has come out as well. Also, mm -hmm. it passes through breast milk. So yes, it does. we know that this thing, this manufactured thing is now out there, you know, it's out there and it is, it is now we know transmissible to what degrees. I don't know that we can answer that yet, but clearly the science is showing that it is, that it mm -hmm. is. And this is now yes. all of our problems, whether you got vaccinated or not, this is now right. all of our problems because even just like the, 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 the listener who said, what if I need blood? I'm pregnant. What if I need blood? Where am I going to get yes. it? You know, mm -hmm. that's a great question. And who are our sons going to marry? Right. Oh, we I already mean, have yes. that. It takes like safe sex to a whole nother level. Now we got to add <laughs> this in. Now we got to make Talk sure. Talk about the know. awkward, you want to marry my son or daughter yeah. conversation now. Listen, I got a whole book that we need to go through. Right? <laughs> I got a checklist. Amy, I mean, that's our true. son is... Our son is getting married um, actually this weekend. That's why yeah, I'm- You got I'm, one. You got one. Like, girl, check, check. check, check. <laughs> no, and you know what? About. This girl, thank God, she thinks for herself. She was pressured by a lot of people to get this, not my son. She was pressured by a lot of people. And thank God she stood her ground. And it was complicated. Yes. She was still in you know, her last year of college um, when they started dating. And so she was- um, she she was having to go you know, supposedly get tested. She didn't. She kept getting mm -hmm. she was supposed to. She, she was ostracized because of not doing it. But yes. she held her ground. And I, you know, was so thankful because honestly, even then, we didn't know that it could impact her fertility. We didn't know. Right. But, you know, think about this is going That's back. Point. We didn't know. We, we didn't, didn't know. Yes. But we yes. thought 
we, because we didn't know, we weren't going to subject ourselves to it. That we were like, there's too mm-hmm. many unanswered things. COVID's not going to kill us. COVID, you know, we are going to all survive COVID. And so we just said no. But I'm so thankful because we're now in that place where, I, yeah, I've said that to my son, Bennett. I'm like, Bennett, you're going to have to find you. It's almost like the handmaid's tale or something. I'm like, you're going to have to yeah. go. <laughs> it is. It's like, this is yeah. nuts. This is so great. Mm-hmm. But that's yes. Where, that's where we are in this, Amy, as we, as, as crazy as we know it sounds, because we hear it and we say, well, that sounds crazy. But, but again, the crazy has been proven true time and time and time yes. again now, which is why if it sounds crazy, you still need to give it some credence and, and investigate it and go down that rabbit hole and check it out because Sadly, so many things have been. We did not believe our own government mm-hmm. would be against the people. But it well, and you don't know what you don't know. You know, like they're in phase three trials now for the mRNA flu vaccines. Yeah. And there's tw- 25,000 people just ran right out and signed up for, to be in the trial. What? And of course, it's Pfizer that's doing it. Yeah. And so like I posted a big alert on social media. I'm like, in there, this is, this really broke my heart about it. They're targeting the elderly population. It specifically the emails that went out from, um, you know, drugstore chains, you know, the big box stores that have pharmacies and stuff specifically said, if you're 65 and older and you haven't had uh, any kind of flu shot in the past six months, consider signing up for this trial and took you to the link which went to Pfizer's website and I feel like our elderly people have been so negatively impacted by this and a lot of it has been swept under the rug by saying oh well of course they're going to have a heart attack or it's easy to do that because they're already old (laughs) they're already old right but they were just fine before And then, you know, they get this shot and within, you know, anywhere from a week to several months down the road, they've completely deteriorated. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like they're going in for a backup assault on the elderly now. When you go to get get an approval for a trial, did Pfizer go, well, the other mRNA has done so well, let's, let's go do (laughs) this on the flu. I mean, what evidence did they have to support even trying that? They don't need evidence. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. I would love, I'll have to send you guys the link for the trial so you can see, you know, the beautiful couple they have on there and like, oh. you know, the new technology of mRNA and how fantastic it is. But that's the thing. That's the thing, y'all. And this is where there's something about mRNA that they want this technology, which for 20 years, and Dr. Malone's going to be on our show here shortly, mm-hmm. but the, the, he, they, there's something, and he was the, one of the creators of the technology. There's something about it that they want to advance this because remember Johnson and Johnson was like the only shot that got pulled temporarily. Remember? Yes. And it's the right. only it's one that people, wasn't, right. It wasn't MRNA. They didn't pull Moderna. They didn't pull Pfizer. They just pulled Johnson and Johnson temporarily mm-hmm. it's but there's something about it. now they're trying to put it in a flu vaccine when there's no reason to do that and where there's plenty of reason to question the safety of it so mm-hmm. i think what we need to start asking ourselves is why would they want mrna in our bodies why would they want it and i think too they are gonna this is my guess completely speculating i don't have any information but 
we all know that flu vaccine is going to get approved, right? It's probably already a done deal. And then they're going to disappear the old ones. And mm -hmm. so those won't be available. So all these people that are being scared into you need a flu shot, you need a flu shot. That's probably going to be their only option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and let's remind everybody, Dr. Cami Benton, we've already mentioned her earlier, but she was the doctor who went all the way to the top at Washington, D.C., and had the conversation with the person in charge of approving and, you know, getting that flu, that flu propaganda out there. And she said, mm -hmm. where's the, um, where's the evidence that this is, that this works? And she goes, give yes. me a rebuttal. Cause I've got all the reasons I've got all this evidence that shows it doesn't. So where's your rebuttal? Mm -hmm. And the lady literally said, there's no rebuttal. And she says, what do you mean? There's wow. no rebuttal. And she goes, mm -hmm. I'm in the military. I do what I'm told. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yes. I believe it because yep. the efficacy of the existing flu vaccine has always been low to non-existent Yep, and yet it's pushed every year. But again, that goes back to what you said about greed and money making and, you know, yep. if the people compliant so that they expect this. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Keep we, them compliant and scared. We've been mm -hmm. conditioned. We They have set us up to be conditioned to be ripe for the picking at this point. Yes. And, and now what's important is we say no. We yes. simply yes. say no. And if enough people would stand up and say no, mm -hmm. this could be over. But we need and to not be afraid and to go out and say it boldly. Yes. Be okay if family members or friends or coworkers are going to be like, you're a kook or I'm not going to associate with you or, you know, whatever else they may say. You, I always say, you know, you put it out there and then they can't say they didn't know. They exactly. may choose to ignore it, but at least they can't say they didn't know. Well, there were people who thought I was crazy. I know when I said I questioned the children's vaccine, I wasn't even a quote anti-vaxxer. Like I was literally saying, I don't trust the vaccine program. Amy and Kristen will tell you, because I told them mm -hmm. when I started doing the research, I had a nephew that was vaccine injured. I mean, I, my eyes were blown wide open by multiple mm -hmm. things. And I know people looked to me, I had a friend one time say to me, you're not going to like, basically, you're not going to be one of those people who doesn't vaccinate, are you? And I literally, my response to her is, I will destroy you with facts right now. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm serious. I said, I know it sounds cuckoo. It does. But I have learned so much yeah. that if you want to have this conversation, you're, you're about to drink from a water hose because I, yeah. there's so much you don't know. You better get yeah. waterboarded. Yeah, waterboarded. Yeah. <laughs> literally. I, I mean, and I, I love her. And you know what? You know what, though? She knows now. Because yep. of the pandemic, yeah. she knows now. And that's, that, that's, that's the gift. Mm -hmm. That's the gift of it. That's the gift of it. The gift well, of heaven. The gift of God. Lord. <laughs> At <laughs> least there was one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, they now are seeing that parents are not taking their kids yes. in for the well visits anymore. Right? We've got to. Yes. Now they're terrified. And now, so let's just wait. They're going to propagandize to scare all the parents about childhood diseases. Mm -hmm. Just wait. They're going to tell you measles, mumps, rubella's back and all the things. Yep. So be prepared, parents. They're going to try to scare you. But mm -hmm. again, so many things we vaccinate mm -hmm. against today are fully 
treatable. We have modern medicine, nutrition, and drinking water in the United States that helps with a lot of these things. So again, it's about being educated and informed and there should be informed consent. And that child belongs to you and you still get a say in what Mm -hmm. goes in their bodies. But we could lose that right in places like California. If you don't don't speak up, you've got to speak up if you want to maintain that autonomy. So Amy, thank you yes. for educating us. Thank you for the daily clout that has become. Oh, yes. oh my gosh. And yes. uh, thank you for all that you do. You know, again, just you started as a thank volunteer, you. just all you do to make sure yes. the rest of us know the truth. We are so, so grateful. A and hero. We- oh, yes. That's no, right. thank you. And I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been lots of fun. Oh, oh we're going to have to, we're going to have to have you back. Yeah. We, especially yeah. Okay. Moderna docs come out, <laughs> you're coming back. Yes. <laughs> I know. I can't Please. wait for that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you so well, much. I'll, you're welcome. Take care. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. See ya. <laughs> see Bye. you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.